You're listening to Revolution Radio in three, two, one. Hey guys, welcome back to Revolution Radio. We are super excited to have you here today because it is our first interview, um, more than just Jamie and myself today. So for those of you who are Iowa listeners, I think you're going to know who we have with us today, but for those of you who are not from Iowa, um, tell us who you are. My name is Sonia Hyde-Susan. I'm an anchor and investigative reporter at WHO-TV in Des Moines. That's the NBC affiliate. Um, I've been a journalist, broadcast journalist for, oh my gosh, I want to say it's been like 25 years now. Wow. Yeah. And um, I've also started to get into all the endurance sports, Ironmans, um, endurance gravel races. Um, I'm also a group fitness instructor at the Y. Oh, I didn't know that. And I teach spin at the Y. Um, I'm kind of on hiatus right now because I'm training for my third Ironman. Wow. So how do you have enough energy to do your job and train for an Ironman? You know, I, I don't know that I do. <laughs> I, I she didn't. has coffee today. That's <laughs> how she <Yeah>. <laughs> um, If you saw me behind the scenes, my house is crazy. Like, you know, there's dust on the mantle. Uh, there's, you know, dog hair all over the floor. Sounds like our house. I have. <laughs> it's hard to get the laundry into the actual dresser drawers. Yep. <laughs> so you just start to prioritize things. Yeah. And right now my priority is training. And I'm also doing a fundraising drive for this Ironman in particular for Leukemia Lymphoma Society. So... Those are my priorities, and mm-hmm. I know that every day my coach is going to say, here's what you have to do for your workout, so I just do it, and then I go to work, and I do my job, and I come home, and... You've got eat. your routine. Yeah, that's what you'd have to kind of... You have to just say, this is my priority right yeah. now, and it'll pass, and eventually I'll have time to go out and do things with friends again, <laughs> and get eight hours of sleep, but for right One now, day. it's just the way it is. Yeah, that's awesome. So how did you get into all of this? How did you become interested in fitness and then thus training for all of these different events? Well, it goes way, way back to like the late 1980s when, yeah, I I came home from, I went to school in London. I studied abroad and I came home and um, I was fat. (laughs) <laughs> from all the good food out of shape food. from yeah fish and chips yep. and pints of beer exactly. and um so I was like oh my god I mean I remember the day I stepped on the scale and I was 184 pounds and I was like whoa I'd never seen that number before mm-hmm. and so I was like I gotta do something and I everything I read said if you start running that's one of the biggest calorie burners mm-hmm. and all you need are a pair of shoes so I literally would walk a block run a block walk a block run a block until I was able to you know do a couple miles yeah. and then I did my first um, longer race was the dam to dam and that was the first that race was that you the went first for long race that I did yeah <laughs> mine was I a 5k <laughs> I, I don't think I did any 5ks or anything like that I just jumped right into the longer race and then um, after that a friend of mine, his daughter was diagnosed with leukemia, mm-hmm. and he said, um, let's do the San Diego Marathon with Team in Training, which is a, a subgroup of Leukemia Lymphoma Society, where they train you, you raise money for them, and then you do a marathon or whatever, a 100-mile bike ride or a triathlon. Yeah. And so that was my first marathon. That was in 1999, was the San Diego Marathon. Oh. And, you know, I didn't know if I could finish it. In fact, I had... 
a really good friend of mine, when I told them that I was going to do it, they said, you can't do it. I mean, I know you did damn to damn, but you can't do a marathon. Really? Yeah. And I'm kind of person that when you say you can't, yeah. I say, well, harder. just <laughs> let me show you. Did you yeah. cut those people out? Yeah, that person's no longer <laughs> in my life. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> Which is another important lesson. Um, but so after that, I just, I, it became a habit for me really to do races and because if I always had a goal, I knew that I would keep working out. Mm -hmm. And um, it, it's really good for me to work out, just not just physically, but mentally as well. It's a good release for me. Um, it's good alone time. Mm -hmm. It's a good stress reliever, all of those things. And you probably need that with your job. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, being in television news can be very, very stressful. It's constantly deadlines, deadline-oriented. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you see a lot of stuff that you don't want to see. You report a lot of stuff you don't want to report on. And mm -hmm. if you take that home all the time, it can be really bad for you. I mean, yeah. I used to smoke a lot. And really? Yeah, I smoked. I drank a lot, all those things. And it comes to a point where you go, I, I probably can't do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or I will be on the news. <laughs> 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 wow. Well, good for you for changing those those lifestyle habits. And I'm sure um, if continuing to compete in, in these events is something that you want to do long term and you have been doing it long term, uh -huh. there's no way you would have been able to continue doing things like smoking and drinking right. regularly if you wanted to right. do well. Mm -hmm. So good for you. So interesting that you mentioned this. Um, you said in the late 80s you started you started running when you got back from, from mm -hmm. London or from the mm -hmm. UK. Uh and that little tidbit about, you know, you heard that running is the best way to lose weight. Did, did the pounds come off right away after just running? Or did you um, implement other things in I conjunction did actually, with? Actually, I did start to watch my diet a lot more. Okay. And, um, yeah, I lost, I mean, I, I lost weight. I still wasn't where I wanted to be. Yeah. But, in fact, I still don't know that I'm where I want to be. I mean, I don't know if you ever really get there. Right. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, the pounds came off. But I also watched what I ate um, and you know I've fluctuated a lot too mm -hmm. yeah. I go up and down um, and I think one thing that's important to realize is that that's gonna happen yeah. you know you're gonna have weeks where you have other priorities and yeah. um, as long as you get back into it you'll be okay or you know you might have a baby and yeah. you're, you know you're not in the shape you were <laughs> and <laughs> that's right and you know you won't be for maybe a year but yeah. you just accept it because your body is doing what it needs to do at the time yeah. as far as having a baby taking care of a baby feeding exactly. a baby so yeah. I think it's when you accept that it's it's a lot better for you yeah than yeah. constantly being like I got to get there I got to get back down to whatever yeah. weight or whatever size and right. it's really more about how you feel so. I think that's a really important point to make, and I think that's very popular right now, um, teaching and promoting self-love, but mm -hmm. it's so true. It sounds kind of silly and hokey, but it's so true. If you cannot love yourself where you are right now, you're never going to even get close to what you want to be. That's exactly right. Yeah. You ha it all starts with the mental picture, and that's what I feel anyway. Um, and then once the men mental state comes into focus, you get better at the physical, mm -hmm. the nutrition, all mm -hmm. of that. It's a big circle. Yeah. yeah. If one of those things is out of whack, yeah. then everything. Yeah. It's everything. a comprehensive approach. Mm -hmm. totally. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm really curious about with your training. What does your nutrition look like now? Do you have to? Are you eating in a specific way in order to make sure that um, you've got enough energy to complete everything, or what does it look like? So, 
um, with when you're Ironman training, <laughs> um, after some of those super long bike rides and runs, and I'm talking like you'll have maybe a seven or eight hour day of working out. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is. You know, after that, I have a tendency of, at first I don't want to eat anything and then I want to eat everything. Mm -hmm. So it's really important for me with my workouts to have carb, protein in just about every meal mm -hmm. and then try to have, you know, like some type of recovery food or mm -hmm. recovery drink, whether it's chocolate milk or like banana and peanut butter or something. Try to get that in mm -hmm. as fast as you can after those super long workouts or even the shorter ones too, yeah. which for me right now, a short one is like an hour and a half. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do have wow. a few like hour quick workout things that my coach has me doing, yeah. but um, I don't really count calories. I'm not a big believer in counting calories. Yeah. I think you just eat what is good for you try to get in as many fruits and vegetables as you can you practice intuitive eating yes mm -hmm. yeah and I try not to eat Doritos but every once in a while <laughs> that's my chips are my downfall are they and cheese and but eating cheese is okay for yeah. you yeah um, cheese you know yeah go for the Sargento you want to go for you know the no gourmet Vita. yeah if you, you want to call it that the gourmet cheese yeah so I you know and right now, it's hard to keep up sometimes with the calorie mm -hmm. output. So I'm eating, I mean, I eat a lot of cottage cheese. I eat, I just try not to eat crap. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the best way to go. I mean, <laughs> it really is. Again, I don't have a lot of experience in endurance training and preparing for something like this, but I think that's really all you can do is make sure that even though you're not calorie counting, make sure that mm -hmm. you're taking in enough. Now, when I'm like actually training, for instance, on the bike, there's mm -hmm. a very strict regimen that I follow that um, my coach wants me to eat about 150 to 200 calories every hour. And the way I break that down is I have something to drink every 15 minutes, mm -hmm. hydrate every 15 minutes, eat every half hour, something that will equate to about 200 calories. So whether that be like a goo. Um, what is a goo? So goo is like, um, it's just basically like a shot of energy. It's it's like is looks it sugar? like goo. Yeah, it's yeah. high okay. carbohydrates. Yep, yep. Okay. And it's um, it's, it's glucose. Right? It's pretty much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's it's glucose gel. Okay. Yeah, and is. some have caffeine in them. Um, or like I'll eat maybe a little bit of a Cliff, like half a Cliff mm -hmm. bar. Not I don't like the old kind of cliff bars. I like the ones that are gooey in the middle. <laughs> I don't think I've I had those. Is that what I just had, actually? I, so, yeah. I did just have a cliff bar. <laughs> or sometimes, it'll, or I also like um, Carbopro, which you put in your water, yeah. so you get a little bit of mm -hmm. hydration and some carbs. But it's just important to really keep on top of that while you're on the bike, because you have that whole big run yeah. in front of you on the Ironman. And then, um, you know, like, during the run, um, the protocol for me is to try to stop at every aid station and drink and eat something. Mm -hmm. So when I'm actually in the race or when I'm actually on my bike or running, there's a pretty strict plan that I follow or try yeah. to. Is your coach local or do you work with someone yeah. outside of Iowa? Okay. No, um, my coach is Matt Sapita. He's with Zoom Performance. Okay. And I contacted him when I did my first Ironman. I was about halfway through training, which is for that was about six months. 
and I said, I don't, I don't know if I'm doing this right, because <laughs> I really had no clue how yeah. to train for, you know, 2.4 mile swim, 112 mile bike ride, and 26.2 mile run all at once. <laughs> and I was training with a different group that was kind of more casual, um, but I wanted a more strict regimen. And he said, you know, I don't usually take on people this late in their training, mm -hmm. but he did, and he got me through uh, the Boulder Ironman, and then he, I said. I want to do this again, see if I can improve my time. Yeah. And I did Madison, Wisconsin last year, and I, I surprised myself in that I broke 13 hours. I was, I remember about half mile before the finish line, I was walking, and he said, "Sonia, go! You're you're at 12, you're at 12 something." And I said, "What?" And he said, "Run! You're almost there. You're going to break 13." And I finished in 12:52. That's incredible. But he has really, I mean, he's amazing that not just his workouts, but he really can get into your head and figure out what's going on in your head. You know, I'm scared to death about the ocean swim for this next one. Mm -hmm. And he said, write down your fears. What are your fears specifically? And then he said, we're going to develop a game plan on how to conquer those fears, um, which kind of involves facing them mm -hmm. in your head, mm -hmm. envisioning things happening, and then shutting that down and replacing it with, a good experience that you've had in the past. So I think you can apply that to a lot more than Ironman. There's so many totally. things about training that mm -hmm. can be applied to everyday life. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, like one of his favorite sayings is you're not eating the elephant in its entirety. Mm -hmm. You're just taking small pieces, mm -hmm. you know, because if you look at, I have to do what, you know, yeah, yeah. it's it can be hard really to, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But if it's like, you're just taking one portion at a time before you know it, the elephant's gone. That's so, yeah, break it up. Mm -hmm. I like what you said about um, he can, you know you have a good coach when they can get into your head and mm -hmm. really help you work through um, either physical or mental obstacles. Um, and that kind of goes back to what we were talking to before we even turned the mic on. Um, you run a business, mm -hmm. and it kind of entails that a little bit. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, it's uh, my co-anchor and I, Erin Kiernan, uh, started uh, One Brain Wellness, and it is um, a business that we thought there was a real need for in Des Moines mm -hmm. and beyond. There are a lot of gyms out there. There are a lot of, you know, um, different nutritional programs. Um, but there are very few places that combine that with the mental health aspect mm -hmm. of being well. And yeah. it's not just about fitness. It's not just about eating right. It's about are you well inside, in your head, and outside with your body and the whole the whole thing and so we want to try to do um, more more things with businesses um, we have had a few retreats that have we've been really pleasantly surprised at how well they've been attended um, and who knows where that will go we'll just see we're doing some online stuff as well uh, but I think that that's one of the things that is really lacking in our population as a whole right now is Sorry. mental health mm -hmm awareness and treatment and um it's so stigmatized exactly mm -hmm. exactly and Erin and I both have overcome um just some issues in our life that we've had really down times mm -hmm. and until you can figure out what is going on and really overcome some of those things mm -hmm. you're not going to move forward right. so um that's kind of why we started this whole business. I love that. Yes. And I, yeah. I would really like to do some more 
some more reading on, on your business. And um, when do you, are you doing a retreat anytime soon? We actually have one in November. That's mm -hmm. kind of yeah. It's it's kind of funny. It's called. Um, it's basically surviving the holidays, and it is a lot about. I love that. You know, like incorporating everything from like here's a quick workout you can do when mm -hmm. you're bombarded with holiday stuff going yep. on. Um, we're going to have a guest speaker, um, Aaron Quinn, who's going to talk about the mental health of handling family situations. So or overcoming. important. Yeah. Yes, yes, and you have to spend all that time with your family and you want to kill them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> how, to, how not to do that. Uh, and Or, you know, just stress from the holidays. Everybody right. gets stressed out. Some people get depressed because it brings back, you know, memories yeah. of people who aren't with us or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so there's going to be that aspect of it and also a financial aspect of, how do you enjoy the holidays without breaking your bank? Mm -hmm. So that's just one of them. Other times we have just complete um, workout um, retreats, We've and that incorporates also meditation, all kinds of stuff, yoga. Yes. So Do you meditate? I try to. Right now I'm, I don't have time. <laughs> My meditation is often when I'm working out. Okay, yeah. So that's kind of when I try to get that where I just free up my mind. Yeah. But it's not the same as sitting there and just being alone and mm -hmm. doing nothing. Yeah. It's not I love to meditate when I get in when I'm in the right place. Yeah. I do you meditate? I should know this. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I do. I don't med meditate as much as I used to. Yeah. Um, having know, a three year old. Pre yeah, pre Vivian. Mm -hmm. Um but no I do as much as I can. Uh, Anytime I work out, like, I try to focus on my breathing. Mm -hmm. And yep. so, like, that is my focus on my breathing. That's the really cool thing because the more you do that, especially when you're working out, the better your breathing becomes. When yes. you work out, the more efficient you become um, in whatever activity you're doing. And, you know, the longer you're able to last, yes. uh, I've found. Um, so that or when I have down times at gateway <laughs> yeah. just go into the back room and uh -huh. you know, that way people that way people yeah don't think that i'm like some crazy guy when i'm closing my eyes <laughs> yeah <and laughs> yeah but um or you know whenever i feel my um uh hormones kind of hunger hormones come at me when they shouldn't be like when i feel really really hungry and i know that i shouldn't be hungry uh -huh. i really really focus on that signal and that feeling of sensation of being hungry and it goes away after like two to five minutes. That's a good idea. I'm not quite yeah. there. And, <laughs> and, well, and so part of that is I, I've also talked to myself a lot um, just because I know what's going on. Um, so it's like I'm talking my body out of being fake hungry. Uh -huh. um, you know, I know that it's insulin in my bloodstream. I know that it's my ghrelin hormone. Um, and I know it's my blood sugar, or blood glucose rather, um, starting to go yeah. down a little bit too. Um, and so I just talk my body into like this is not a stressful event. This is okay, and you know just get the insulin out of my bloodstream, make some fat cells. I don't care. Just get out of my blood. So in a less scientific way, you're talking about hanger, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that is, yeah, that, yeah. that is hanger, and, and a lot of people. And as funny as it is to talk about that, it's really not a funny thing because it's a systemic, it's a chronic situation where it, it's a hormone imbalance. Um, and if you keep it going, you know, that's where you have all of these chronic issues that, you know, our parents, our grandparents are dealing with now, mm -hmm. um, where they just, they've done it all their lives and they just don't think anything of it because doctors don't know, 
don't. I mean, as much as they know the body, they don't know nutrition. Mm-hmm. They don't. They don't know the body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so they don't talk to their patients about. It. They didn't talk to their patients about. It, so their patients don't know about it. Um, but yeah. So it's in terms of meditation, it's just like okay, I focus on whether I'm in pain or I feel my hunger or whatever. I focus on that one particular signal, and uh, and it intensifies. It gets really, really like annoying. But if you're really intense about it and you focus on it, it's, you know, it drops off. That's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to start, I can't remember the names of these books right now, but I've been recommended to, I know if I Google them, I'll find them, but about um, the endurance athlete and the mind and how you can overcome pain mm-hmm. and all those things. It's, that's it's pretty cool because I was... Um, Way back before I was even into health and meditation, like like I am now, um, I was a huge nerd when it came to like Jason Bourne and Navy Seals and stuff like <laughs> yeah. this. Yeah, I'm so, sorry. Did you say was? <laughs> <laughs> sure, I still am. It's just yeah. I keep it hidden. Yeah. Um, but when I was reading Jason Bourne, you know, he talks about the they talk about this Delta meditation, and this is a real thing. Obviously, it was inspired by those in the special forces, uh-huh. and it's how. Um, it's a state of being where the person enduring pain, um, in this particular case, you know, when you're being uh, tortured, uh, you're able to not only endure it, but you're also able to recover, like regenerate from that. Do you, when you say recover, do you mean physically or mentally like or everything? Physically, yeah. Okay. Like your body starts to regenerate itself wow. as you're be- being tortured. And of course, it's like super small. It's minuscule. Right. It's not like, you know, they pull out a fingernail and, and you're going to grow it back. Right. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so that got me super interested into that. Um, and so when I started learning really about meditation, it just like all came together. And I'm like, oh, wow body is truly incredible it's mm-hmm. designed to repair itself it wants to be in a healthy whole state and meditation is is a great tool mm-hmm. to get back into that state don't you think that there's so much that the brain can do that we haven't tapped into oh, too yeah. and if we tapped into that more we would be a lot healthier it's amazing absolutely the the brain and the heart you know they go hand in hand uh it's it, i've I'm of the, the, the mindset, if you will, just based off of what I've read, um, and I'm not the one to coin this term but uh, or phrase, but it's the heart is the first brain, hmm. and your brain is the second brain. But then you take it even further, your heart is the first brain, your gut, your gut mi- mm. microbiome mm-hmm. is the second brain, and your brain is the third brain. Hmm. Um, so when you start, like you flip it on its head and you think about that, you, the brain, yeah, I mean, obviously, it can, it's the executive function, right? It does everything. Um, but it does everything based off of the signal that it's getting from the heart and off of the signal that it's getting from your gut microbiome via, uh, via the vagus nerve. Hmm. Um, so it's really cool how it just it, it all interplays in, in with each other. And, and it, I think that's, when, when talking about mental health, um, I think that's going to be the breakthrough when the researchers start looking at it in that manner rather than just being the brain but it's being also connected with the heart and the gut um, I think that's when they're going to see strides and improvement of uh, whether it be drugs right or um, do we even need drugs right mm-hmm. Is, can mm-hmm. we go more comprehensive outside of yeah. uh, the drug approach um, interesting yeah 
You've just blown my mind. <laughs> I feel extremely enriched after that. I feel like I need to go home and meditate right now. <laughs> Forget cleaning that dog hair up. I'm just going to meditate. You do yours, and then you can come to our house and take care of our three dogs. Oh, jeez. Um, so I'm really curious. With your job, you have the opportunity to really explore different avenues of fitness. Mm-hmm. Um, what has been the most challenging that you've done um, for work so far? Oh. Oh, I should mention that, yeah, we do a workout of the week, it's called, and um, so we've tried everything mm-hmm. from pole dancing, literally, mm-hmm. yeah. to, um, you know, CrossFit. I got to tell you, I, I think one of the CrossFit workouts that we did, I could I could barely move, like, for two days. Really? Yeah, that was tough. Um, did you find, um, when you went to do it, did... Did they instruct you on how to do it, or you? they maybe just showed you quickly? That's my problem with CrossFit. Yeah, not I, to harp on everyone who does it, but it's like you're not teaching correct form, and that's where you see people coming out with injuries, and then they yeah, can't go back to it. Yeah. Um, the person that we did it with, he was pretty good about watching us do squats first and mm-hmm. watching us do some different things first. But um, And he probably figured, you're in pretty good shape. You can probably do this. Yeah. But I sometimes... When we go into a gym, there is a, they want to push us to see if they can break us because they know it's going to be on TV. So (laughs) they're going to push us a little harder than they do, you know, Joe Smith coming in off the street. Um, We did kind of an MMA style um, workout once that the workout itself was not that hard, but the instructor actually kicked me in the side of the leg Ah. to show us that, um, you know, there's a nerve that runs down this the side of your thigh uh-huh. yeah and he said you know if you want to disarm somebody you just kick him right there and he kicked me and I collapsed and I couldn't walk for about I mean I could walk but it hurt to walk for yeah. about a week and I was pissed off <laughs> I would be because too. I was like you know really you had to do that to me in order to I mean yeah I'm sure it was good for the camera but yeah. Yeah. you could have broke my leg too is this I, I was doing a little reading about you before today and um, on the on the website it says um, or you share that you were in London and you used something to fend off a would-be attacker. Was oh, that? Oh no no no! This is that's completely different. So I went to Colorado State. Uh-huh. Was the first place I went to college, and um, there was a self-defense instructor there. Um, I took a self-defense class, and it involved you know flipping people uh-huh. and all that kind of stuff. But I remember the last thing that he said before we took our you know final, and he said if if at any time you are in a situation and you forget everything that you have learned he said fake to the head knee to the groin fake to the head knee to to the the head knee to the groin and he said um you know and then run Mm -hmm. so i was going to school in london and um i was at a pub and i went upstairs to go to the bathroom and um the i will never forget this the door came in it swung in Mm -hmm. didn't push out and so this guy pushed the door in and at first i thought he was drunk or maybe didn't know what was going on yeah and so i said oh excuse me i'm in here and then he slammed the door open and came in and um tried to rape me and um yeah it was that's that was my like what the hell is happening here like this can't actually be happening yeah (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) and he actually had me turned over like with my head down on the back of the toilet and um, 
The other thing that that self-defense instructor said, when you are in a situation of death, uh -huh. do or die, mm -hmm. he said the first thing you have to do is take a breath and assess the situation. Mm -hmm. He said no matter how panicked you are, and so I did that. It all came back to me at that moment, mm -hmm. and I thought, you need to figure out what you're going to do or this guy's going to rape you. Mm -hmm. And it, I just turned around as hard as I could to get him off my back and did the fake to the head, although it wasn't a fake, I punched him. And then <laughs> actually punched him. I actually him. punched him, <laughs> and then uh, a very strong knee to the groin, and he collapsed on the ground like that. And you booked But it. because that door was oh. swinging in, I couldn't push him out, and so he was on the ground, and I was kicking, 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 until he crawled underneath the door to get away from me. Hmm. But that's how... You know, and it's amazing when you're in a situation like that how much there's physical strength you can suddenly muster up. Yeah, but, the adrenaline. Yeah, but I kicked him so hard I didn't realize it until I went to go back downstairs to report to somebody that this guy was just up there that I hit the back of my boots against the toilet so hard that uh -huh. the heel came off. I broke <laughs> the heel of my boot off on the toilet. And... Um, God, it still scares me when I think about that. I, yeah, it scares me imagine. to the point of where I wouldn't go into a bathroom that had a door that's that yeah, that's went really in in instead of out because it was like I have no escape. Because had he had the door been opposite, I might have been able to just push him out right. and run. But um, so that's where that comes from. That um, self defense karate martial arts yeah. instructor at Colorado State saved me in that situation. Nice. Well, I think that's a really important story for, for women to hear. Um, I've never taken a self-defense course. We're, we've been talking about putting our daughter in it. I mean, mm -hmm. she's three, but it's so most people are not aware of their surroundings. Right. I wouldn't be particularly aware oh, of that situation. Oh, I would, no. Um, and I w honestly, I don't know that I would know what to do in a situation like that. I, I'd hope that I'd come up with something, but to have that, you know, to go through a course where they teach you and you're uh -huh. also, you're engaging your mind and your body, and um, I think that's really important for women. This uh, instructor actually had a self-defense class for kids, too. Really? Mm -hmm, which yes. I think is really important. Yeah. And if you can instill that one thing, like that fake to the head, knee to the groin, and run, mm -hmm. that's something that you can remember. You know, I... to. Today, I wouldn't be able to flip somebody. I wouldn't know how to do that. But, you know, I could certainly hit you in the face and punch you in the groin or kick you in the groin. Yeah. <laughs> Note to everybody, never approach this woman on the street and try to harm her. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's really good to know. I would hope that, you know, as, as our daughter gets older, that that's something that she feels comfortable in doing if she ever feels oh, in yeah. danger. Yeah. Um, gosh, I can't even imagine. Good for you. Yeah. Well, I'm glad it worked. I'm glad, I'm glad you're here to tell about that. Yeah, me too. Jeez, wow. Um, so is there anything that you would like to add before we kind of wrap up our podcast? Is there anything that you want people to take away from this or take away from your story or anything that you've done or experienced? Um, I think we talked about this a little bit about loving yourself, believing mm -hmm. in yourself. Um, that's really key. And no matter what you've had to overcome in the past, um, you got to find a place where you can go and say I'm okay and build on build on it as far as physical fitness If you're not doing anything now, and you just want to get started just do something mm -hmm. Just pick one thing that you can do even if it's a 15-minute walk yeah. every day or I'm gonna do 
two sit-ups or two push-ups every morning when I wake up. Just pick, pick one thing that you can start with and maybe if you're at the next level where you say I want to do a race I always tell people then sign up just sign up because if you sign up you got to do it <laughs> don't, don't think about it too much I think exactly if you think about it you're going to find a reason to talk yourself out of it Absolutely. just do it yep. my first marathon that one of the best pieces of advice I got was they said you know what are you worried about do you think you're going to win this well no I wasn't going to win the race well, then what are you worried about? All you have to do is finish, you know, whether you, and I had no doubt that I would finish yeah. one way or the other. You know, I might walk, whatever. But, um, you know, the only person you're really competing against is yourself. Mm -hmm. yep. So um, just get out there and do it. I mean, you only have one life to live. Mm -hmm. Experience it. Yeah. Do yeah. things that scare you because unless you step out of your comfort zone, you're going to be stuck in the same place. Yes, that's, I, I really keep going back to that. I find myself going back to the comfort zone thing a lot. Just like two weeks ago, I did a Facebook Live because we were presented with the opportunity to go to a, like a coaching summit in um, California. In California. Okay. And, you know, it's, we really had to talk about it and decide if it was something worth taking that leap of faith. Do we step outside of our comfort zone? We didn't end up doing it, but it really got me thinking about comfort zones and how important it is. If you really want to facilitate change, whether it be, you know, mental, emotional mm -hmm. growth, physical development, you have to step outside mm -hmm. of your comfort zone and you have to be a little bit of uncomfortable. Yeah. It might yeah. scare you, but you've got to do it. The other thing too, I would say is surround yourself with people who support your yes. goals, mm -hmm. your healthy goals. You can encounter a lot of people who, for whatever reason, will try to bring you down or pull you away from what your goals might be. Um, you know, you have to have supportive people. That doesn't mean that those people have to be out there doing Ironmans or mm -hmm. whatever, but they need to support you in your change. Mm -hmm. yep. Because a lot of times you'll find people who, it scares them that you're yeah. changing, so they don't want you to change. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So be around people who are like-minded. That's good advice. Definitely. Oh, you don't want that pizza? You don't want this pizza? Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, I have a goal. Yeah. This does yeah. not help exactly. me achieve it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. you know, it's and like offended when you don't take that pizza mm -hmm. slice. Like mm -hmm. just, I'm working on me. I'm not working on you. Yeah. You I'm not judging you. Yeah. I'm not judging yeah, you. Yeah. You can go and but need it. Yeah. But I'm, I've made other choices. Yeah. And you know, and like I said, that first person who said you're never going to be able to do that marathon, just cut them out of your life. Yeah. 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 You don't need any any toxic energy in your life when you're trying to accomplish. Well, in general, but yeah. Well, and we all have enough negative thoughts for the right. most part about ourselves mm -hmm. that we have to overcome by ourselves. We don't need other people yeah. adding. Yeah. So. This is this is a little bit off topic, but I'm thinking about it now, and I'm imagining you doing your race. And um, what do you think about when you're? engaged in physical activity for that long just out of curiosity um surviving yeah. <laughs> yeah. i mean so usually before the race i'm very i don't i don't like to be around a lot of people mm -hmm. i just like to kind of chill and i focus a lot on my breath just yeah. breathe and try to relax mm -hmm. um during the swim it's a i it's very rhythmic for me i try to just get into a rhythm and um just think about my form and during the swim, then lots of times I'm thinking about, okay, what are you going to do on your bike? What's your bike strategy? On the bike, I'm paying really close attention to my hydration, nutrition, and then also my watts, what I'm putting out on mm -hmm. the bike, um, my cadence, those kinds of things. Um, 
I don't let my mind wander that much during a race. I'm mm -hmm. pretty focused. And then during the run, it's really just mile by mile. How to how assess how am I feeling physically? Yeah. Okay, I'm feeling okay. Okay, let's try to maintain that. Mm -hmm. And or if oh, I feel you know a little bit nauseous or something. Okay, what can I do to get rid of that? Mm -hmm. But. Um, yeah, but in, by the time you get to the end of the run, you're just in survival mode. Yeah. So do you listen to music? Mm -mm. Nothing? I don't, no. Do, do I mean, is that something other people tend um, to do? You can't listen to music on the bike, and I can't remember, honestly, if you can listen to music during the Ironman on the run. I, wow. You might not be able to. Huh. I never have, and I usually don't. I do once in a while on my long runs if I feel like I need a yeah. little extra motivation, but... Yeah. Is, Usually, I don't. Is part of that because of the swim, like just the equipment? Like, oh, I gotta leave my headphones here now. <laughs> well, <laughs> it is a ton of e it's a ton of equipment. Yeah. So, and that's another thing you think about too. During so during the swim, I'm thinking about my transition onto yeah. the bike. So, mm -hmm. get my wetsuit off, put my helmet on, put my sun, you know, clip in. All those things you're kind of thinking about ahead of time, or I do anyway. Um, yeah, but it becomes a ton of equipment yeah. that you have to maintain you have to figure out you know and in the heat of the race you're kind of especially it seems coming off the bike yeah. you're just like uh what am i doing <laughs> and you know i'm so glad to be off the bike i can't wait to start the run although i know in about five miles i'm gonna be like i don't want to do the run no i never wish to be back oh. on the bike after 112 miles i'm like i'm done with you yeah that's a long time but, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe once in a while you'll let your – sometimes I think about the why. That's another thing my coach talks about a lot is you have to figure out mm. the why. What's your why for doing this? So I'll be thinking about that a lot more during Ironman because I'm doing this for Leukemia Lymphoma Society. Yeah. So I'll be thinking about all those people who can't do this right. because they're sick. Mm -hmm. So you're trying to raise money for this. Is mm -hmm. there a place where our listeners can go to donate if they're interested? Yes, my Facebook page, Sonia Heights Susan. I've got, um, just scroll all over there and you'll find posts where you can go to my, the link for my fundraising page. Cool. Um, we've raised almost forty six thousand wow. dollars, but I would still like to raise about sixty more, so okay. or fifty so more somewhere in there. 000. Yeah, yeah. And I when's the wish race? October fourteenth. Okay, it can be done. You can raise it. Anything is possible, totally. right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just have to put it out there. <laughs> you have to envision it and put it out there, yes. and it'll happen. Yes. So hopefully uh, we'll get there. You will. Yeah. And where else outside of Facebook can our listeners find you? And the news channel, of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and sure, the news for channel. sure. Channel for 13. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> Channel 13, WHO TV. Yeah. Um, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at newsgirl, N-E-W-Z-G-I-R-L, or you can just search Sonia Hyde Susan. Um, OneBrainWellness.com and OneBrainWellness on Facebook, too. Cool. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being here. It's thank been you a pleasure for talking me. to you. Yeah, thank absolutely. You. This is a good way to start. What day are we on? Saturday? Sunday? Sunday. Sunday. I, you sound like me now. <laughs> what day? Is, what month is it? <laughs> All right, guys. We will see you in the next um, episode of Revolution Wellness Radio. Make sure you subscribe and receive notifications every time we have a new episode. We are bi-weekly, so a new episode every other week, and we will see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye-bye.